the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And welcome to Thursday, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Of course, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. You know, uh, something you can feel in touch Something that's coming to an end when you talk about cash of coins, the Federal Reserve note, really all currencies around the world preparing to go digital. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. And I'm joined, as always, with my partner, Jason, in Colorado. And, and Jason, another busy day today. We had jobless claims uh, the european central bank raised rates uh, we had a, a first look at third quarter gdp and we also had durable goods so we had a lot of data out today well it should be a lot to talk about for sure joe we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll trail down that road and uh, see what you have to say and i'll uh, respond i just uh it's just a good time to buy gold and silver i just feel like uh, these prices that we have even though they seem unusual with these high premiums uh it's it's getting ready joe it's you know i think next year you'll be happy you bought this year for sure oh there's no doubt listen we got a lot of things breaking uh so i guess we can start with yesterday uh canada the canadian central bank they only raised 50 basis points and that got and again you know uh the equity markets want to pivot uh, it, it, they want uh, any any decrease from 75 basis points uh, is going to be viewed as the Fed giving in. This morning, the ECB they raised 75 basis points, and I and I want to point something out. So the European Central Bank, the ECB, their 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 rate is now at one and a half. Okay, so we're expecting 75 basis points on Wednesday to get to four. The reason why I bring that up is because the UK 10-year note is at 2%. So it's about 50 basis points. And again, just so you know, normal a normal healthy market, you would have a 10-year note roughly two full points above the Fed funds rate. So even though it's it's a half a point above, uh, that's not the healthiest of markets. But today, the U.S. 10-year note, 393. Now, on Wednesday, everybody's expecting the Fed to raise 75 basis points and essentially be, well, we'll be between 375 and 4. And I think the official number is going to be like 3.9. Uh, Jason, Something is very, very broken here, and, and I'm trying to figure it out. People are, and, and what's happening right now, 
Uh, people want to believe in who people, you know, I'll guess they want to call them experts and whatnot, that the Fed is going to chicken out starting on Wednesday and speculating that the Fed may only go 50 basis points on Wednesday. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's 75 basis points, but I, I guess we'll see, Joe, right? We'll see. I do. When people don't want to buy these things, of course, these it's going to be a, a tougher situation. Uh, you, you've, you've said it to me off air a couple of times, you just can't believe these numbers aren't, they're not making sense to you, and you're, you're wondering, is it really going to go where it looks like it's going, uh, which is, you know, the, uh, the Fed fund rate might be higher. Maybe it's going to happen, Joe. Yeah, and, and, and again, uh, the Democrats now are out there tr- uh, tr- complaining about Jerome Powell. Uh, it, they're out with a statement this morning saying it is important for the Fed not to overreach and trigger a recession unnecessarily as part of its efforts to bring inflation down. And again, all, it all sounds well and good. But they have no idea what they're talking about. They're, they're, they, they truly are financially illiterate. Thank you. Thank you to the education. So this is exactly how they want us to be. They want us to be financially illiterate. If they don't bring inflation down, we're going to be stuck with it forever. You're, you, you know, you turn yourself into, into Argentina, Jason. Right, Joe, and and it could it could get worse, and that's why we're looking at a possible global financial reset because that's what happens instead of having hyperinflation of Weimar Germany, right? I mean, they they can't have Weimar Germany, Joe. So, short of that, there's going to have to be a reset. So they'll try every trick in the book to make the numbers look right uh, until that moment of the digital currency that gets rolled on through the world, right? Yeah, and and uh, jobless claims. 217,000. Not enough. Nope. Now, a lot of companies this week have announced layoffs. Uh, Siemens, 3,000. Uh, well, Credit Suisse today, 9,000. Uh, even uh, some of the o- o- other companies, who was it? Zillow. Zillow saying, hey, we're laying off another 300 people. Uh, but, but still, few and far between 217,000 still points to more rate hikes. And then last but not least, GDP. Now, this was the first look. We'll get two more looks at this as more data comes in. Uh, but just like I warned yesterday, it was actually even a little hotter than I thought, 2.6. It actually was 2.5 in change, but rounded up 2.6. On the GDP reading, and Jason, all of it was just what I said. Uh, we had all of this product come across, uh, hit hit the hit the ports. The trade deficit fell. All this inventory growth it accounted for 2.8. So if you took away that, you would have had a negative number. But here's the reality: we're going to get a very ugly fourth quarter number so you know it all works out in the wash but not what the fed wanted to see again today we'll be right back 800-951-0592 so third quarter gdp a positive 2.57 we'll call it 2.6 uh every last bit of it by the way uh they did revise uh last quarter down six tenths of a percent Q1, 
down 1.6%. Uh, you kind of add it all together, uh, you, and you almost get zero uh, with this 257 number. Uh, but the problem was inside the number, uh, all the all the product when the you know the supply chain uh, that came crashing in here uh, added 2.8 percent to the GDP number, uh, which is kind of what I warned about yesterday, Jason. All this inventory, uh, but here's how quickly things have changed. It, it'll be interesting because this this quarter, third quarter, July, August, September. July and August, the numbers were huge. The container numbers out of California, out of Long Beach, they were massive. In September, September cargoes fell all the way back to find a, a, a number that matched what we saw in September of this year. You had to go all the way back to 2009. And the problem is the October numbers are even worse. So, uh, Jason, this is going to be one of those kind of uh, garbage in, garbage out. But garbage in, it still says GDP 2.6, which once again, jobless claims uh, only 217,000, right? It, it doesn't bode for this. And again, there's, there, they want to believe it. And, and if it happens, I'll tell you this right now. If the Fed only goes half of a point, Gold and silver, the bottoms are in. Get ready. Uh, Katie by the door on that. But I just don't believe that's what they're going to do, but we'll see. Well, Joe, is there some money we don't know about floating around, keeping things humming along just for that specific time in which they want it to go? I mean, because sure, sure sounds like GDP going up and, 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 and Biden walking around saying the economy is really great. Sure seems like they know something that's not in these numbers, Joe, something that's floating around there. that you Because know, I'll keep going back to that FOIA request. Hey, the bailout in 08 was, you know, five trillion, and we come to find out it was twenty nine trillion. I just feel like Joe that uh, they have to fight the inflation, but at the same rate, if they can secretly stuff some money where it's not going to inflate things, because they, they if they did twenty nine trillion back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, they didn't have the inflation we have now because the money didn't go anywhere. It went straight to the banks to fix things. This time around with the coronavirus uh, uh, crash in twenty twenty. That money went directly into the market. They, they, they just in, injected a ton to get this inflation up and running. So, Joe, I just I feel like we're having a rate hike increase to, to, to keep the inflation at a certain level. And then I think I just think there's money floating around, Joe. I just think there's a ton of money still floating around that we don't get to see where it's going. I mean, they're talking about giving money printers to other other outfits like either the Treasury or these big banks. I mean, it's it's such a, a such a, a fraud and such a lie to the public. Yeah, and again, it just 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 goes out, and, and this is going to be the problem. What what do you want? You tell me. Do you want to have twenty percent food inflation every year? Because that's what it's going to be. A, a, a pivot here. Forget about four dollar gas, five dollar gas. It's going to be six dollar gas. And already, unleaded gas futures. I just I just check it in. Crude oil's back to to $90 a barrel, and Brent's at almost $98 a barrel. Uh, and, and, and in the unleaded gas, like unleaded gas now, uh, the future's now back to $3, which that, that means uh, for most places that don't have uh, 
refineries and oil in their backyard. That puts uh, unleaded gas well above four. Of course, here here in Phoenix, we've been uh, closer to five than four. Uh, but, Jason, again, we're going to get a huge increase in energy prices this winter. Uh, pivoting here, it doesn't seem to make sense, but that's what it's it, – it's almost like – you know, and we know we see this once in a while. Wall Street trying to tell the Fed, man, if you don't do something, something really bad's going to happen. That's why I'm sitting, I'm looking at this bond market. This is what scares me the most. The 10 year note, 393. We know for already, we know on Wednesday, listen, it's supposed to be uh, three quarters of, uh, of a point, which would mean the 10 year note. Would have to be at least four and a half. Just a pretend, you know, just pretending has to be four and a half. We're at three nine three, almost three nine, which is exactly what the Fed's funds rate was supposed to be on Wednesday. It feels like Wall Street is sending a message to the central bank that something is very, very wrong. And man, you better you better look at this. You know, it reminds me of when Bank of America sent that letter to the to the Federal Reserve when they started quantitative tightening the first time. What was that? 2016, 2018? I forget when it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah. it was. I think December of fifteen was the first rate hike on that on that right? cycle. You know, and they sent this letter about the quantitative tightening that they were doing, saying, "Hey, hey, idiots." What are you doing in another few months where you're going to have to reverse course? Of course, that's exactly what happened. But th- the taper, the taper tantrum, today. right? Remember, Joe, is the taper yeah, tantrum. Yeah, the taper tantrum. <laughs> I mean, the Dow went all the way down to 20000 on that. Let's not forget. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was odd. I really thought by the day, okay, so they were playing games and, and uh, you know, I just thought it was an excuse to try to get the market to rally. We'll bring the bonds down. But the closer we get to Wednesday, they would start rising again. And then today we got a 75 basis point hike from the ECB. And even the even the ECB bonds are down. After a three-quarter of a percent rate hike, I, I, and I don't know, but – this day, look at now. It's three nine two now. Uh, it's getting even worse here. There, I I just feel like there's something we don't know. I is, is, there, is it is it Japan? Is it the UK? I, I don't think so. I actually think what they're saying is, hey, if you do the, the problem, will be right here. That's just what I think. It's interesting, Joe, because uh, you've heard me. I, I told you by that by the time this midterm election comes around, I thought the markets will come all the way back to. Our, where they kind of just froze at the beginning of 2021, which is you know 32,000 Dow, uh, 12 or 13,000 Nasdaq, and 4,200 S&P, and the Dow's raced all the way back. It's you know yeah, the Dow's at 32,000. Look at the Nasdaq. The S&P is at 38. The Nasdaq's still just under 11. But the Nasdaq but and the S&P with, is lagging, Joe. Isn't it interesting how they, yeah. it's just not quite getting back? Does that, does that kind of show where we really are? Where it really can't come all the way back? The Dow, well, maybe is more manipulable. The Nasdaq. Yeah, the Nasdaq's in trouble. You know, we had horrible numbers from Google and Microsoft. Today, it was Facebook. 
by the way, you know what? And I keep trying to, to, to tell you to call my son because I have tons of conversations with him. And Northwestern Mutual, these guys are on it. 602-909-9048. If you've got money in Wall Street, you need to at least have a conversation with them. Uh, Facebook absolutely obliterated today that their stock price now is under $100 going. This is the, the lowest it's been going back to 2016. And I know a lot of these uh, quote-unquote investment guys have put a bunch of your money into Facebook. Here's the funny thing, Jason. So it's absolutely getting crushed. And yet when you, you look at how many analysts say buy and sell Facebook, you know that there's 40, 40 quote-unquote experts going into the earnings that said Facebook was a buy and only 16 said it was a sell. Facebook's lost almost 25% of its value in the last 48 hours. I thought it was, is it Meta now? <laughs> yeah, Meta. But no one knows. If I say Meta, they may not know what I'm talking about. So Meta slash Facebook, you guys know it's what I'm talking like about. It's kind of like a nickname. Zuckerberg. It's like a nickname. You can't ever really shake it, right? <laughs> you can rename it all you want, but everyone remembers what it is. Well, except for when it comes to uh, who's controlling the, mo- the monetary system. Those, those, those names, we don't, they don't, they don't like to, to tell you it's the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers. They don't, they don't want you to know those names. But, but yeah, Joe, I, I was looking at, you know, those tech companies, man, but uh, you, you jump on that small startup company and you just make a windfall on your investment. But then, you you know, then it's like, well, you know, what happens? You look at the NASDAQ now, it's just sagging there. It's just not yeah. doing. Well, and that's what's, that's what's crushed the NASDAQ. Those three big companies, uh, Google, Microsoft, Meta slash Facebook, uh, really, uh, matter of fact, the Nasdaq's down again today, today I know. because of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's like, interesting. Listen to these guys. Uh, oh, I had it as outperform. Now I'm going to call it a market perform. Cutting my target from 205 to 135. It's below 100. Morgan Stanley. They had it at 205 dollars this morning. They told everyone go overweight. Now guess what? Oh, now it's equal weight and 105. These guys. They're clueless. They truly live in fantasy land. And, and again, I'm worried about the bond market because the bond market doesn't live in the same fantasy land as the equity markets do. Uh, because, like I said, if the bond markets were believing what the equity markets believed, that 10-year note would be like 6%. That would be a healthy market. Uh, right now, at 392 I, I just don't know. It feels like a warning to me. It well, feels like they're warning the Fed, hey, you're almost at the point here where you're going to break something and break it badly. We'll just see if a miraculous buyer with a printing machine pops up, Joe, to, to fix it all. Or, or, or to once and the problem is, listen, Jay Powell's Federal Reserve, that's their track record. Yep. Right? They've broken things badly. He was at the, he was the head of the Fed during the, the, the taper tantrum. Didn't see it. Remember, he was head of the Fed when he said inflation was transitory. Didn't see it. He's been head of the Fed as Japan, China, the UK, the Eurozone all start breaking down. Didn't see it. 
and I wouldn't be shocked if they don't see this either, Jason. And like I said, whether they didn't see it or are pretending not to see it, it's still the same thing. Yeah, absolutely, Joe, absolutely. So we'll, uh, I guess we'll wait to see. We'll see what that rate hike next week, and we'll we'll see what happens. Time will tell, right, Joe? There's, and again, I'm on record. Three-quarters of a percent come Wednesday. And the realities are, I'm telling you already, it should be three-quarters of a percent again in December. Now, is it possible we get three-quarters on Wednesday and then Jay Powell does the, hey, we're going to slow things down in this press conference and kind of hinting that we're only going to go 50 basis points thereafter? I guess that's possible. And, and right now, based on what I'm seeing I think that has to be likely because I think the bond market is warning. If Jay Powell comes out on Wednesday and talks real tough, it's going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly day. If he talks very dovish, uh, then the the, the bottom for gold and silver are in. That's what I'm telling you. We're going to know, I I believe, we'll know if the bottoms are in after Wednesday's press conference with the Federal Reserve. Do you think it's possible he just is really, really quiet and just sort of just, just sort of just gives no answer? Kind of sideways. Kind of says, well, wait and see. We're, we're wait and be see. Data dependent. Wait, wait and see. I, I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to just sidestep and just say, well, wait and see. We're going to wait and see. We, we, got, we need more information. I, I, that's me. I think he's going to keep it nice and quiet. He's going to try to deflect and 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 and, and say, well, we're we may have some big decisions in the future. We need to wait and see. That, that's just what I think he'll do, Joe. See, I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm stumped here. And, again, it's only because of the U.S. bond market. And I know that, you know, Janet Yellen's been talking about this Treasury program. That program's not set up yet. It's not live. It's not ready to go. It's making me a little uncomfortable because what do they know that I'm not seeing? That's what I want to know. Pacer Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour, and uh, gold's up. Gold's uh, was down early today. Has uh, rallied all the way back here, and is now higher sixteen sixty seven. Uh, and silver's higher as well, uh, nineteen sixty. Uh, and, and a huge article. You know, it takes them. A while to catch up, but uh, an article uh, came out late yesterday uh, as a Bullion Star was reporting uh, that 50% of the deliverable silver on the COMEX isn't actually deliverable at all. Uh, and it's one of these weird things. We, we, you know, we, we want transparency uh, in all markets, right? This is why I think it's wrong that the central banks intervene in markets because you don't get true price discovery. But the realities are because they intervene, it allows for the markets to be much more dangerous. I mean, that's just the facts. It, it, and, and again, when you look look at Wall Street today, I mean, it's up over 300 points because they think the Fed is going to start giving in. They have no idea what they're talking about. 
I, I, I believe me, I don't want a recession. I don't want a horrible de- depression, which is, I think, what we're going to have to get. But believe me when I tell you, that is way better than inflation. I know it, it's hard, but trust me. This isn't ending. Look at where we're at. We, we've, I've been warning you about energy. Part of the thing that they got giddy on the GDP, oh, prices were down. Yeah, because we all know gas prices fell all summer. That's over. It was a fantasy. It was a trick. Again, something to prevent true price discovery. Well, they do this in the gold and silver markets as well. Uh, they, they've been counting all of the the... Big investors. Now, some of it's going to be like uh, SLV, GLD, right? The the paper, gold, and silver. Uh, a lot of billionaires have their own vaults now. And what's happened was the COMEX says, well, here's all the vaults that, that we hold our stuff in. They've been counting... All of the gold that, or in all of the gold and all of the silver that's in those vaults. The problem is that investors are also allowed to use those vaults. And, uh, and the story broke last week that the, both the COMEX and the London Metals Exchange, and they've been, listen, in fairness, they had been doing this. For decades, but it has. It wasn't until after the financial crisis that big investors started saying, "Okay, I see what's coming. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some of my cash. I'm gonna take some of my money that that I buy debt instruments with, and I'm gonna put it in physical gold and silver. And hey, I'm a super rich guy. I'm gonna put it." In the same vaults that the Comex and the London Metals Exchange use. I mean, and so this is a new thing. And I'll say new in the last 15 years. And then, of course, you got to remember, there was no paper, gold, and silver with ETFs. That was also new. And again, in about the last 15 years or so. So come to find out. The COMEX and the London Metals Exchange, obviously they knew. And they should do the right thing and say, okay, you know what, obviously it's not all of our gold anymore. Uh, but the fact that they're in, now they admit to 50%, but somebody, take J.P. Morgan, just them themselves. And, of course, why J.P. Morgan? Because they're the biggest player in the gold and silver markets. Do you know at the vaults that they control, 70% of that gold, 70% of that silver is not theirs. And and that's a a huge distinguishing point. But here's what they were uh, pointing out to. First, they were talking about uh, prices in 2023. Uh, They've got gold up. Almost $200 in 2023. Uh, I think that's way too light. Of course, it just depends on how long rate hikes go. But based on what I'm seeing today, that number's light. Silver, just so you know, right now they're expecting silver 
to rise about $9 in 2023. They've got a target price at $28.30. Right now, uh, silver's at $19.60. They're saying that there is backwardization in the silver market, meaning that the spot price of silver is higher than future prices, uh, which, which says, hey, demand is very, very strong. Uh, but the one thing they know, and we, we, we've been doing this, gosh, it feels like for over a year now. Uh, they're reporting that all, all bullion dealers, like myself, you've got clean silver eagles. In other words, silver eagles that aren't toned. Ten bucks over spot, that's what we'll pay. You've got sealed cases of silver, call me. Especially, and I want to caveat that. You got sealed cases of silver from the nineties? Call me. Call me. You could double. You could double your silver holdings if you've got the right years. Uh, and, and they're acting like this is big news. Oh my God! Look at look at the premiums. And of course, I've been telling you, uh, premiums have never ever been higher. And, and quite honestly, uh, I think they're going to get. Worse because the realities are the amount of available silver that that can be had is at levels really that we haven't seen in in decades. And the fact of the matter is, the COMEX and the London Metals Exchange have deliberately been lazy and not correcting the reporting to really reflect what the true situation is. And it's just a matter of time. I mean, uh, at $28, does that fix the market? I, I, I'll tell you right now, that's not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. I mean, I think at a minimum, we would need to see silver above $50 before premiums started falling at all. At $28, my fear is the premiums just go higher. Uh, because you know, look at look at what it's done with silver falling. Can you imagine the first ten, fifteen, twenty dollars of silver rising? It's just going to get worse. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here. And I know the listen. Silver. It's been two years of ridiculous paper silver price and it gets hard it gets frustrating when people keep hearing well when's the move coming when's the move coming according to bullion star they 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 won't name names but here's what they wrote one of the individuals i speak to regularly who has first-hand knowledge of a comex depositories operation told me that they didn't think there's any unspoken silver for left. When it comes to bullion production, they're saying that orders are already out through March of 2023. And again, that's not good. That just means, hey, uh, the Mint is saying this is all we can produce, and, and they've already booked it all. 
all the way through March. And all the mints. Just think about all the mints out there. Think about uh, uh, independent mints that produce rounds and whatnot. Uh, they're like, okay, this is all we they, – they, and all of it already locked through March and getting worse. Here's what they're saying. Of course, And, of course, I've been telling you this. Nearly every silver round or silver coin, silver bullion like silver eagles – is at least four weeks delayed. We're doing better than that. When you've been around as long as we have, we can get things faster, but, you know, not that much faster, right? We've been telling everybody, hey, two weeks. They're saying most, most items are six to eight weeks. And, and I, Jason, I think we're going to be in that six to eight-week camp the closer to Thanksgiving, uh, when that mint shuts down, we'll, we'll probably enter at that six to eight week period uh, where silver's very hard to almost impossible to come by. Oh, Jason may not be back yet. Jason's actually dealing with customers right now uh, up in Colorado. They say that U.S. silver mint. Eagle premiums are nearly 100% of spot price. We can do better than that. Right? We'll retail them for about 100% of spot price. But again, for a lot of dealers, that's what you're looking at. They're saying there is virtually no price quoted that is too high. You snooze, you lose. And that is exactly, let me tell you, in the silver markets, that is exactly how it's been. Uh, and, and, and again, I, this has been a problem for a while. The problem continues to get worse. Uh, and I think we're at this point where when the Fed finally decides to cry uncle, uh, silver's going to be, uh, gold's going to have a good year in 2023, but silver, silver could have one of those years, uh, where it's up, you know, right now they're predicting silver to be up about 50% next year. Uh, and again, that's not enough. I'm sorry that, uh, you know, if silver got to $28 by guess, and I'm just guessing, you're probably going to be paying close to 50. That'd be my guess. Close to fifty out of Silver Eagle, right? Uh, at twenty eight dollars, uh, you'd probably be paying close to to forty to forty five dollars on rounds, forty five to forty eight dollars on junk. I actually think for silver to get right and back to normal margins, my guess is, Jason, we probably need to see all time highs in silver. We probably need to see silver over fifty before the market really got back into balance. Yeah, and I think if the spot price catches up to where it should be, uh, I think the premiums would actually come down a little bit percentage-wise. I don't think they're going to come down a lot, but they'll come down. And I, I, I can see where you're buying silver eagles at $60 an ounce in the short-term future. And then as 2023 moves along, if it's where I think it's going to be just a grinding bad uh, sideways, inflative, you know, nonsense, you, you could see silver just gradually go up all next year and just keep going up. Yeah. Well, again, that's what I'm saying. Why I say 28 is not enough. 
It's not enough. I think that just gets people excited, right? The silver guys start getting excited. I actually think that adds to demand, right? As, as silvers finally start coming and, and waiting for that big move. Uh, and, and, again, I've never seen this. Like I said, this I've been doing this 20 years. Never. Never. How, it's worse than COVID right now. And I, I just don't know. Uh, how that's even possible? It's possible because COVID caused this. This is the, you know that that market crash that was uh, showing its face in 2019 caused the crash in 2020, which they miraculously just you know bailed out with a huge, massive amount of cash, which they inflated the whole world with. And Joe, this is this is just going to keep on going and keep on going. This is, you know, the, we could talk about kicking the can down the road. I think the can kind of stopped in 2019. Now we're actually experiencing this stuff, and, and in real time, it's. We're like sloths, you know, those, those, those animals that move very slowly and everything else is moving around fast. It, it seems like everything's moving slowly on a day-to-day basis. When you, when you focus on it, it's just moving real slowly. But when we talk about stuff from, from 2008, 2009, 2010, look how fast that moved by us now, right? So it's just slow right now. But if you look at it, it seems like, you know, we had the January 6th emergency in 2021. That was just one year after the coronavirus uh, emergency hit us in 2020. Then you had the Ukraine war uh, emergency that hit us in 2022. Joe, there'll be another emergency so that they can blame whatever financial mess is getting ready to happen, Joe. Yeah, 800-951-0592. gold at 2095. Listen, premiums have been going up and up and up, and I'm trying to keep it reasonable here. Take advantage while you can. We'll be back with the final segment. 800-951-0592, 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News, our final segment uh, for all you silver lovers out there. Uh, the Mercury Dime Rounds that were a few weeks ago, uh, they're landing today and tomorrow, so we'll be calling you in to pick up those. Uh, the Buffalo Rounds, some of those have already hit, uh, but I- I've got a little silver special for you, uh, and this is just stuff that I can have next week. Uh, I've got a, it's a roll of rounds, and I believe they're going to be Buffalo rounds, but don't quote me, a roll of rounds and a roll of half dollars. So you're going to get 20 one-ounce silver rounds and 20 pre-1965 half-dollar, silver half-dollars, uh, $845. And here's the good news, Jason. I can do a hundred of them because I, that's and that's hard to do, but I can get that many rounds right now. Wow, there you go. And and, and at least we've had some silver to sell. I mean, for a while there, Joe, it seemed like we just never had any silver specials at all. So well, you know what though? I put out feelers all over the country, and and, and some people have responded. And, and here's what, here's the funny part. You know what they all say to me? Oh, by the way, this is it. Uh, I can get these. Uh, well, most of them responded with, no, don't have any. Uh, call me back. and th- Listen, just like the article said, call me back in six to eight weeks. And then, and then a few days will go by and somebody will reach out, hey, I can get this or that. I buy whatever's there that's available because it just doesn't last. And, and, and again, if, if the London Metals Exchange is saying silver is going to be $28, uh, announced in 2023, this is a huge opportunity 
at $845. By the way, if you have clean silver eagles, and by clean I mean non-toned silver eagles, we're paying $29.50. If you've got sealed cases, call us, especially if you got older sealed cases. Jason, we, we could do even better then. Excellent, yeah. I mean, we. Uh, it's funny, Joe, I, I've been telling the, the, the customers a lot more about how we buy because it seems like there still is a, a, lar- a large amount of our a percentage of our customers that they don't think we buy. So just to, just to keep throwing it out there, I, I, Joe, I had just three customers this week, like, you guys, you guys buy? It's like, well, it doesn't do us a lot of good if we can't buy. <laughs> so we got we got to be able to sell it to you from somewhere. we got to buy it, and, and uh, buying from our customers is a, is a great way to help our other customers out, and, and we buy from our non-customers, Joe. People come walking through the door. They don't know who we are. They're just trying to sell something that they inherited or something, uh, and this is how we get some of these deals that we put out there. 800-951-0592. A roll of rounds and a roll of halves for, uh, well, gosh, I forgot now. I just cleared it out of my head. $845. It's a brand-new deal. Uh, Sometimes it's hard. The numbers come uh, fast and and you get it on the air just in time, Joe. You know, anybody can stumble over that, you know. Uh, hey, listen, I can't. And this is the problem. I'm checking my email the whole show. I'm literally checking my emails to see if one of these wholesalers will get back to me uh, with something uh, for us to sell. And, and and that popped up. The market's very weird today. The Nasdaq's down. The S and P is down. The Dow is up. Uh, gold and silver. They they they, they they're pretty much flat. Crude oil, right at, back at $90. It's all about the bond market, though. A major warning, in my opinion, being sent that 10-year note, 392. We're supposed to have a Fed's funds rate that's going to be 3.9 on Wednesday? Something's not right. Probably why you need to call and get your, your wealth protection put away. 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.